welcome to Two Idiots and a Dog, Idiots Unleashed. We really need a witty line for this week. It's going to be super hard. No, actually, it's going to be super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Oh, really? Yeah. We'll just steal Pitch Meeting's tagline. Wait, didn't you just do that? You're right. Sorry, Pitch Meeting. Sorry. Just a quick warning. This is an uncensored podcast, so you may hear adult language or other content not suited for children, the workplace, church, or, frankly, human consumption. This week, our topic is... Uh, we're we're going to get some fan hate from this one. A little bit. Plot holes in Star Wars. Specifically, this was given to us by our friend Delinquent Behavior on Discord, where she posed the question... Why didn't Vader recognize his droids in the original trilogy? And, well, unfortunately that question isn't quite enough to do a full episode, so we decided to address some of the various plot holes that were created in Star Wars by, you know, the kind of idiotic release order. Anyways, if you have an idea for a topic for us, you can let us know on our Discord or social media, but you can only vote in the topic poll on Discord. Now stand back, because the idiots are about to be unleashed. Alright, so let's go ahead and start with the the question that DB gave us. And the answer to that question is because he's pretty much not ever in the same fucking room as them. So, just to re-verify this information, I watched most of the original trilogy very recently. And... The fact of the matter is, there is only one scene in the whole trilogy where Vader is in the same room as the droids. Or, more accurately, in the same room as one droid. In The Empire Strikes Back, when they're going to freeze Han in Carbonite, Vader is actually in the same room as 3PO. However, it is worth noting that 3PO is currently partially disassembled and strapped to the back of a very upset Wookiee, which would in turn draw more of the attention. Yeah. At that point, Vader is too focused on other things to really pay much attention to the droids, especially a partially disassembled droid on the back of a Wookiee, especially since droids are so ubiquitous in the Star Wars universe and so often just completely ignored that unless he's really paying attention to that protocol droid, he's not going to notice that it's 3PO. Yeah, now, 3PO is the only gold-plated protocol droid of that type we see, but that doesn't mean that there aren't others. And frankly, whenever 3PO is talking in that scene, there's a lot more going on there. Like, you know, a shouting Wookiee, and everybody trying to calm each other down before somebody gets shot, and Han actually being frozen, you know, things like that. Yeah, so he would definitely have other things on his mind. So, it's not actually a plot hole, and you're going to find that that's actually a theme through this episode. Yeah, thanks to very careful editing, and whoever did the editing and writing for a lot of the sequel-slash-prequel content, there aren't a whole lot of things that don't quite add up. There's a few things like, okay, well, as a corollary to this question, why didn't Obi-Wan Kenobi recognize the droids? After all, he spent plenty of time with Anakin and his droids. Well, I think he did. Yeah, because one thing to consider with that is, first of all, Obi-Wan did not say he didn't know the droids. He said he never owned the droids. And that is factually correct. 
he never owned 3PO or R2. Furthermore, while re-watching this, I noticed, and bear in mind, this is entirely retroactively applied because the original trilogy was shot and written before the prequels were put together. And the Clone Wars was put together. And, 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 and. But there is a point where Obi-Wan is, to, where they're, they're, Luke is talking to Obi-Wan. And when he says specifically the line, I don't remember owning a droid, he looks directly at R2 and has kind of almost a little smirk going on. And bearing in mind that this is also the man who said that Vader killed Luke's father. Yeah, so he has a history of lying about things in the first place. So it's it's entirely possible he could just be lying about this as well. Not lying. Telling the truth from a certain point of view. Get out. (laughs) So let's actually then go with one of my personal favorite, not actually a plot holes, that you actually brought up when we were talking about this episode because you thought it was a plot hole. Where's my dead boffins at? So, as you know, there is the line where uh, talking about the Death Star plans that many boffins died to get those plans. And many people have looked at Rogue One, where we do not see any boffins die, let alone many boffins, and been like, well, this is a plot hole. Except the thing there is, Rogue One is the plans, is getting the plans for Death Star 1. That would be the one that they, that is blown up at the Battle of Yavin. The line, many Bothans died for this information, was in Return of the Jedi prior to the Battle of Endor, which is Death Star 2. Eh, sounds fake. I think you're just, this is just a cover-up. I think your face is just a cover-up. I think your mom's face is just a cover-up. Eh, I don't even feel like going into this right now. Your face doesn't feel like going into this right now. Kaiju kill. Kaiju's like, I am a dog. I do not know that word. She's also too busy chewing on her raccoon because we are clearly abusing and neglecting her. Yup. We are ignoring her. It's Uh, a rough life that she lives, folks. Rough life. Let's see. The other one that you noticed that is actually maybe a little tiny bit of a hole. A little bit. But it can still be rationalized. So at the start of Empire Strikes Back, when they're searching for the rebel base, and they find it on Hoth because they find the power generators, which, don't get me started on the fact that your power generators are sitting out in the open exposed anyway, on a frigid hell world. There's a lot of stupidity in Star Wars. Anyway. Don't get me started on the super weapons. We already had that discussion. <laughs> that was last episode. Still. Uh, there is a point where Vader uh, is looking at the screen with the Admiral, and the Admiral is being all dismissive. This guy was an idiot. And we would know. He's like, oh, plenty of uncharted settlements, blah, 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 blah. And Vader's just like, no, that's the spot. And Skywalker is with them. So at this point, I'm sitting there going, oh, okay, well, since the the destruction of the Death Star at the end of A New Hope, clearly they figured out 
who the, that pilot was, because, I mean, that guy's going to be a hero of the rebellion now. There was a medal ceremony. Pretty sure people know who he is now. I'm like, okay, cool. So at this point, Vader kind of knows what's going on. All right. Except later. He has a holographic meeting with the Emperor. You know, that infamous classic, What is thy bidding, my master? That whole thing. And he brings up the fact that Luke is absolutely the son of Anakin Skywalker. And Vader just goes, How is that possible? Like he's never heard of the guy. <laughs> so that that one could argue... But that could be a little bit of a plot hole, right? Yeah. I mean, unless Skywalker is basically the Jones of the Star Wars universe. Which is highly unlikely since we haven't seen any other Skywalkers in how many movies, shows, books, comics, video games? Counterpoint. How many people have we met in Star Wars who have the same last name if they're not related to someone else? It's entirely possible that nobody in Star Wars... Has a family name that's not related to someone else. We're not going to get into that. That is... I'm not caffeinated enough to go down that Sarlacc pit. We we are not Star Wars... Star Wars-ologists. Uh, <laughs> we're going to leave that to people like the Thoughts on Star Wars podcast. Yeah. And our friend Bjorn. Hi, Bjorn! So, <laughs> there is, however, another point of view. One could argue that Vader still has just enough of Anakin in him that when he realizes that this is his son, he wants to keep him as far away from the Emperor as possible. So he isn't letting the Emperor know that he knew until, well, the Emperor brings it up himself. Yeah, my personal take on this, so this is like a theory of a theory at this point, right? Is that Vader's original plan was to leave Luke alone. Just leave him the fuck alone, let him grow up on Tatooine, live his life, hoping that his kid would just stay out of the way of galactic history. However, once it came to light that he existed, unequivocally, undeniably, I believe that in that moment, Vader's plans immediately switched gears from hiding him and protecting him to having him join him and, well, like the man himself says, rule the galaxy as father and son. Which seems like a pretty good plan to me. Yeah. Now, of course, all of this is a theory. We don't actually know the context of what was going on behind the scenes with that. I, there, maybe this is covered in novels somewhere, but I don't know. I, I've never read any of the novels because I don't want to go into that particular Sarlacc pit either. I've read some of the novels. It's not covered in any of the ones I've ever read. Well, that, that's a pretty short episode. Yep. Ah, all in a week's work. Well, all right, I'll go ahead and start wrapping up the equipment, and... Uh, you know, I, I found something here. Uh-oh. Uh, on, the, on the website NME, never even heard of this website before today, I found 
25 plot holes that will ruin Star Wars for pedants. Just so we're clear, this was written in 2017, so I think it's missing, like, the most recent movie, maybe the most recent two. But anyways. Something like that. All right. Let, let's, let, let's, let's see how many of these are real plot holes. Oh, man, we were done. We could have just gone home. All right. All so right, let's do this. Th- this the the plot holes run in chronological order of the films. All right, let's go. Let's do it. So we're gonna start with some plot holes from Phantom Menace. All right. So in Empire Strikes Back, Strikes Back, Obi Wan's ghost tells Luke that Yoda was the Jedi Master who instructed him. Now, of course, in Phantom Menace. Obi-Wan has Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. So, oh my god, plot hole. No, because Yoda taught every Jedi. He was the saber instructor. Plus, as we see in Clone Wars, that is the animated series, not Attack of the Clones, just so we're clear, the Jedi kind of trade Padawans around so that the Padawans can learn other ways of doing things. So yes, Obi-Wan learned from Yoda. He's not going to send Luke to Qui-Gon Jinn because Qui-Gon Jinn isn't even a full Force ghost. He is an echo within the Force. Which you learn that in Star Wars from a certain point of view, by the way. Great book. Highly recommend it. Yeah, well, Kaiju is a great dog. I highly recommend her. I do, too. If you ever come to Tucson, arrange a meeting with us so you can meet your you can meet Kaiju and tell her that you are her biggest fan. Alright. This plot hole is not a plot hole at all. It's just they're idiots. The rule of two is flawed. Yeah, duh. The rule of two is flawed. The way the Jedi do things is flawed. All right, I'm going to let you all in on the greatest secret of Star Wars. You might want to get ready for the hate mail for this one. The Jedi are fucking stupid. And the Sith are fucking idiots. We should know. We're professionals. Like, the rule of two is the dumbest thing in the history of ever. The way the Jedi do things is the dumbest thing in the history of ever. Like, okay, okay, okay. All right, look, look. Uh, I think this is another Unleashed episode. I really do. I'm just, I'm going to touch on it real quick. The Jedi need one major thing to stop being morons. Therapy. So much therapy. All right, moving on. God. Okay. So, still in Phantom Menace, Anakin was conceived by Parthogenesis. His mother says he has no father. And their entire thing is, come the fuck on. That, that, that is not a plot hole. That is not a plot hole. No, it's just lazy writing. It's lazy writing. It, what it really is, is Anakin is Space Jesus. Which, point of order here, I want to point something out real quick. And I don't know if it's on this list or not. But everybody is like, the Chosen One will bring balance to the Force. The light side was pretty dominant at that point. Yeah. Did, did nobody stop to consider that for a moment? Who, what was the dominant force religion in the galaxy at that point? Jedi. Uh-huh. 
So if you're going to bring balance to the force... You have to actually balance light and dark. You need... To balance... the to, For the Jedi to be balanced by the Sith, or really the light side to be balanced by the dark side, you would have to have equal power between them. Now, whether that would mean an equal number of Jedi and Sith, or an equal power level, so if... Emperor Palpatine, for example, is equal in power to 100 Jedi, mm -hmm. then you would have Emperor Palpatine and 100 Jedi. That's still, yeah, it still equals out just because there's only one versus 100. And before anybody gets into the comments or whatever going, do we have comments? I don't know. Whatever. Before anybody uh, writes to complain that, you know, there's no way one Sith can equal 100 Jedi, I want to point out how quick... Palpatine smokes those Jedi. Yeah. In the scene, I think it's Revenge of the Sith, where they literally confront him, and there were like, what, five of them? One of them being Mace fucking Windu? And he takes all of them but Mace out. Now, Mace gives him a run for his money. And I Mace point out, is a fucking beast. I want to point out, one of those was Kit Fisto. Also a beast. Who is a monster, and he's the first one he takes out. Like, boom. Like, it was nothing. Drops four Jedi and engages a master. And Windu's holding his own, but that's because he's Mace Windu. Like. He, he's he, the guy whose lightsaber says, bad motherfucker. As it should. Like, he drops four. You know Windu picked that team personally. You know Windu went down the roster and went. This one, this one, this one, and this one. Okay, let's go. And he's they the these hand-picked warriors chosen by the premier king shit warrior himself of the Jedi all got murked in seconds by one dude. Now, and also, just, just so we're also clear, I wasn't saying that Palpatine does equal 100 Jedi. I was just saying it. Mm -hmm. So Palpatine is an extremely extremely powerful Sith Lord. He yes. is ridiculously powerful. He's also really good with a saber, as I just said. So, like, this whole balance issue of uh, the Chosen Moment of Balance of the Lord, I'm just sitting there going, like, like, if the light side was the dominant force in the galaxy at the time, why would you not stop to consider, oh, well, yeah, of course he's going to go to the dark side. Because that's the side that's underrepresented right now. Now, the problem is that balance is very short-lived because the pendulum swings to the dark side very quickly after that, which is where we get to the point where it falls on Luke and then the sequels cocked that up and um, we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Well, well the, 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 that's a rant for another time. What else you got? <laughs> uh, let's see. The droids have a hierarchy system. How is that a plot hole? What is that? There are multiple, multiple instances where servants and, yes, slaves throughout our history had a hierarchy. Go watch Django Unchained. Also, here's the other fun little fact for you. There is a hierarchy system, while a little bit more primitive, but within computers and programming. 
there are there are protocols that take precedent over other protocols if and protocols F- that control other protocols. If X, Y, unless Z. It's one of the simplest programming code lines ever conceived of, and it governs... Well, I'm not going to say it governs everything, but... Like, there are priorities. Shit, man. Three laws of robotics. Wrong universe. Wrong universe, yeah, but three laws of robotics. Let's see. Isn't it no co- no causing harm to a human... No allowing harm to cause to a human, no allowing harm to come to a human, and then protecting yourself unless it would violate one of the first two rules. Yeah. So basically, the way it boils down to is, uh, and they are set in a hierarchy. The way they're they're worded is one, and then two, unless violating one, three, unless violating one and two. And Asimov's writing. Granted, Asimov's writing also does very frequently show how the two laws of, or the three laws of robotics are flawed. But the three laws of robotics that he wrote have still shaped computer programming culturally. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a hierarchy. Yeah. Now, we could go on an epic rant about the Clone Wars and the use of the clones versus the droids and all that. That was actually one of the potential topics for this episode, and I do hope we can do an episode on it eventually. But. <laughs> uh, it's basically going to be 45 minutes of us just swearing loudly. Yeah. And occasionally saying Star Wars words. By the way, that's only a half joke. Anyway, what else you got? Because I'll be honest, I've, I'm out of ideas. I've, I've gone over the original trilogy... Like, there's lots of bad writing I could get into. Don't get me started on The Last Jedi. Do not. Do not. I hate sand. I'm just going to start frothing at the mouth over here. God, oh, oh, okay, moving on. What else you got? Tell me you got something. Uh, so this one's almost a plot hole. Padme instinctively knows where Anakin is somehow. That is, uh, in Attack of the Clones, when her ship gets shot down chasing Dooku and Anakin carries on. But So they're saying Padme couldn't possibly know this, but she exits the wreckage of her ship and somehow knows that Anakin is at the hangar. It's called the Force, motherfucker. Or it's called a radio, motherfucker. This isn't rocket science. Just because we don't see Anakin call down to Padme and say, Hey, uh, did you survive the crash? Cool. We're heading here. Doesn't mean he didn't do it. Yeah, it... it... And then, even if he didn't, the Force exists! And, okay, well, we are really shown that Padme... Are not really shown that Padme is Force-sensitive. She might be, but we're not shown that. Here's the thing. The Force doesn't always care if you are Force-sensitive. If the Force has a use for you, the Force will guide and protect you. We see this in Rogue One when Chirrut walks to that switch 
untouched by blaster fire until the moment he throws the switch. Mm-hmm. This is also actually a common theory for how it is that Han Solo survives so much stupid shit he should never have survived because the belief is that the Force is protecting him because the Force had a use for him. I prefer Lucky to good. And is Lucky a Force power? Quite possibly. All right. Now we're up to episode three. Existing canon suggested Leia knew her mother. Nope. In Return of the Jedi, Leia recalls her mother as beautiful, kind, and sad, suggesting that she was alive during Leia's childhood. Nope. Of course, we know in Revenge of the Sith that Padme dies in childbirth, leading to Leia being adopted by the Organas. And... Fun fact. Organas. Plural? Almost like Bale had a wife, maybe? And fun fact. Leia didn't know she was adopted. Yeah. Now, not letting your child know they're adopted is, especially by the time they're an adult, is a little bit screwed up because medical history, all that, but... mm. I'll, I'll give this one a pass just because they were trying to protect her. But yeah, yeah in, in the real world, there are a whole lot of things like telling your child they're adopted doesn't mean you're telling your child you don't love them or that they're not family. And we've seen this in media too much where it's, where, where it's like, well, you're adopted. So what? Here's the thing. If you're adopted, that means your parents willingly chose you. You are, there is no way, if you are adopted, you are a mistake. Your parents chose to have you. They, they literally, they, 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 they picked you out of a catalog. Okay, yeah. not quite, but. Just about. <laughs> uh, you know, we like this one, but do, do you, do you have a newer model? <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to make that joke on the microphone. Moving on. Ah. Uh. Okay, in A New Hope, Vader has no idea about his children. Of course not! He thought they all died! You know, when his wife died because he force choked her? But no, no, she died of sadness. Uh, Bad writing is not a plot hole, but bad writing is bad writing. Bad writing is bad writing. And now, okay. Bad writing can lead to a plot hole, but that's not the case here. Surprisingly. Just just so we're clear, we do both love Star Wars. Yeah. But there are a lot of... There are a lot of... Okay. I'm going to say something that's kind of unpopular here. But Star Wars has always been kind of schlocky space opera. The original trilogy was incredible for its time, had amazing special effects, had really solid storytelling, but at its core, it was still schlocky space opera. And it has never evolved beyond that. Whereas other media has. The stories coming out of Hollywood or 
the indie circuits that we're seeing in the last 10, 20 years are some of the most rich, complex, layered stories that I've seen. Unless they're just retelling the same old story over and over again. I'm looking at you, Hollywood, but that's a discussion for another podcast. Well, and here's the thing. You can still tell the same story over and over again, but if it's, it's about how you're doing it. A lot of the reboots have uh, reboots and remakes have still been kind of yeah, eh, but, crap, but but there's still a a certain amount of layering and complexity to things to where you can can I'm not saying they do I'm saying they can tell that story in an interesting and complex manner. The writing in Star Wars is not, and don't get me wrong. Again, we love it. We love it. We, we even like the sequels. They, they have their problems. Oh, Lord, do they have their problems. But we still like them. And the fact that we can like them together does say that there are some strengths there. Because, I mean, look at our disagreement on, like, the Matrix sequels. There was only one sequel to the Matrix. <sighs> <laughs> throw things at you well all right so moving on okay here here's a huge plot hole it's a it's really a serious plot hole guys is it big enough to drive a star destroyer through dude this plot hole is big enough to drive death star 2 through luke keeps his dad's name that's not a plot hole. That's just stupidity. Yeah, I mean, okay. Again, unless Skywalker is the Jones of the Star Wars universe, maybe it is. Probably not, but yeah. But, if, so if it's not, then Luke keeping the Skywalker name was stupid. He should have, like Leia, taken the name of his adoptive parents. So in this instance, Lars. Now, granted, Luke Lars would be a terrible name. But yeah, that's not a plot hole. Yeah, it's just stupidity. NME, you need to hire better content writers. So now that we've been blacklisted from one online publication. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now this one, I will give them that they have a point. It's not a plot hole, but they have a point. The the Imperials should have shot down the droid's escape pod in A New Hope. Oh, absolutely. But that was still stupid. That was still stupidity. That was still stupidity and or bad writing, not a plot hole. Well, here and here's the thing. We see this level of arrogant stupidity in the Imperial brass a lot. I mean, the guy who basically tells a sorcerer his magic doesn't work and then gets choked out in front of everybody by said magic... The guy who doesn't shoot on the pod. The admiral who's just like, oh, it could be any kind of settlement. There's no point of even going to check it out. When Grand Moff Tarkin says that his base is indestructible and stays on it even when they should be evacuating. Yeah. The actual creation of both Death Stars. I mean, it just keeps going. Which actually, that does remind me of another one we had talked about that's not on this list. But the admiral that gets choked out for calling... You know, the Jedi religion, stupid. This, yeah. Now, Admiral, General, whatever the heck he was. So, one thing that does 
it's not really a plot hole, but it still just seems a little odd in Star Wars that in the original trilogy... Well, now I have to edit this out. Great, thanks. So you have that, that whole thing in the original trilogy where it kind of feels like the 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 force religions are ancient like jedi are things of legend they are myths and the problem is this was 20 years after the clone wars this was yeah now i will say they are ancient they are old religions they've been around since honestly before the republic but the attitude on display implies that they're forgotten relics of a bygone era. And by era, we mean like hundreds of thousands of years ago, if not more. Yeah. Like, this was 20 years ago. Like, this would be like if the if the, the church, which church, I don't care, take your pick, collapsed overnight. And then in 20 years, everybody was like, oh, man, remember those guys? Man, their beliefs were weird. The, or... Like, uh, honestly, I mean, okay, what's a major event 20 years ago? Do we want to open that can of worms? Just as a, just not not going into any detail on just, you know, you've got the, the big event 20 years ago, the attack on the two towers. The, the attitude is like that. It would be if, like, we were talking about that like it was ancient history. Like this happened, like, like, like we were talking about the attack on Pearl Harbor instead. Or the sacking of Rome. Yeah, we're, we're, look, we're shown this like this is some kind of long forgotten thing. Yeah. But Luke is, I don't even think Luke is 20 years old in... 19... I think he's 19. Yeah, I believe he's 19. Up on 20. That's the impression I get anyway. Which means that most of the officers in the Empire were old enough to remember the Clone Wars. Some of them may have even fought for the Republic in the Clone War. In fact, we know at least, at very, very fucking least, we know that one of them did. That would be the narrator slash announcer guy from Clone Wars and then Rebels. Mm, yeah. So it's it's a giant just complete like, like yeah it it's not so much a plot hole so much as just kind of a oddity it can be explained but these are again all theories none of this is has been spelled out in the text or displayed in the shows and movies as far as I know so bear with me here but it is possible that at least anybody from the core systems it's a matter of propaganda at work you've had 20 years to drill into people's heads that the jedi way was outdated already and you know then of course they were traitors to the republic which was how they framed executing them all with order 66 you know this that and everything else you know you know though they tried to kill palpatine well yeah had it coming but the public didn't know that so propaganda has made it so that the most people would view the jedi as outdated hokey superstitious 
Then you get to the Outer Rim, where... What's a Jedi? Except, that is actually not the case. We do see several times in other media, in other Star Wars media, not the movies, but in other things, where the Outer Rim is still aware of, at least parts of the Outer Rim, mind you, are still aware of, and even in awe of, the Jedi. I'm trying to remember which one it was. It's bugging me. But there was one where... Maybe even in Rebels. It may have been as Ezra was building up. and But there was one piece of media I know where there was a, a young Jedi rising that they would go play some places and there was a certain level of reverence for the jedi and expectation that this jedi would solve problems would be an arbitrator and would resolve disputes which makes sense for that but most of the outer rim hasn't even heard of a jedi in 20 years let's take a look at okay one of the key outer rim territories in the original trilogy is tatooine what Jedi have they been exposed to in the last 20 years? Obi-Wan, he's in hiding. He's not going to be walking around going, I am a Jedi, I'm here to fix your problems. He's going to be like, I'm keeping my mouth shut, I'm hiding out in the desert in my little hut house in a cave, and I want to keep an eye on Luke to make sure he doesn't get, you know, screwed over. What Jedi has there been to Tatooine? Well, none, really. Combined with propaganda filtering out of the core about how the Jedi are a defunct bunch of, of hokey traitors. And especially when you consider that out in the Outer Rim, a lot of the Clone Wars didn't even actually take place in the Outer Rim. They, yeah. they did a little bit, but if you weren't on a planet that had a major presence in the Clone Wars, you start getting this propaganda filtering out. You haven't seen a Jedi. Your, your planet may not have seen a Jedi in 50 to 100 years yeah. and here's the thing okay a jedi came to your planet but did he come to your town did he did he come to your continent yeah uh okay and then then we've got han who came from a slum and the only things he really knew growing up were empire and gang yeah now han was old enough that he would have seen the clone wars would he have though given his upbringing i think he would have seen them to a very limited extent but kind of in the periphery like but yeah like there there it wasn't something that would have impacted him on a daily basis yeah because his planet wasn't heavily impacted by the clone wars as far as i know and even if it was he grew up in the slums away from from anybody who mattered and we see that in Solo. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... It, yeah. Oh, I've got a, a non-plot hole plot hole that I've heard bandied about, and... No. Well, why didn't... You know, Chewbacca recognize the droids? Because Chewbacca didn't know any of the rest of these losers. He only knew Yoda. Why didn't Yoda and, and, and R2 recognize each other? Maybe they did. 
And really, how much time did R2 spend around Yoda? Yeah, like, we, we know there was some path crossing in the Clone Wars, but other than that, eh? And... And what's what's another R2 unit? Yeah, I mean, okay, astromechs... Astromechs are a dime a dozen. There are thousands upon thousands of astromechs. I mean, okay, we call him R2, but R2 is actually just a particular model of astromech. His designation is R2-D2, but... So he is an R2 model astromech. Yeah. So he is going to look exactly like any other R2 astromech that has blue accents. Yep. And and so the the fact that we're getting R2's dialogue filtered through responses from other characters, the few that can understand him, severely limits how much of what R2 knows or doesn't know we the audience can surmise. For all we know, R2 knows everything that's going on and he's just being a cagey prick. For all we know, when R2 encountered Obi-Wan, he was like, dude, Obi-Wan, how, how the hell you been? Oh, you don't recognize us? What the fuck is wrong with you? After all we've been through? You asshole! And maybe he saw Yoda and was like, oh, not this green fucker again. Alright, uh, let's see. Oh, great. He's gone senile in the last 20 years. That That's great. That's fantastic. No, give me the light. Give me the light. Give me that light. Uh, fine, you can have the light. For all we know, that's the actual dialogue. We don't know. I'll go. Yeah, so let's see. Okay, so their number 10 is actually one that we already addressed, which is Obi-Wan not recognizing the droids. Yeah, pretty sure he did, and he was just being, well, a cagey prick. Okay, so plot hole number 11. During the Battle of Yavin 4... The Death Star faffs around for ten minutes at the end. How is that a plot hole? It doesn't faff about, though. That's Yavin, right? Yeah. It doesn't faff about. They are literally... It tells you exactly what is happening. They are in the process of lining up to fire. And as soon as they turn the corner and have the shot, that's when they get blowed the fuck up. I just watched this movie. They have a little countdown timer on the screen and everything they're, as they're coming around the planet to get Yavin in sight. Because guess what? Yavin is a moon. They had to get around the planet first. What are they going to do? Shoot through the planet? and then? Well, I guess they could have done that, actually, well, now that I think about so, it. So, technically, Yavin is not a moon. Yavin 4 is a moon. Get, shut up. The planet is actually Yavin. Shut up, you pedant. The point is, they were having to get around the planet to shoot at the moon. It wasn't faffing about. It was getting into firing range. Did they destroy... No, I thought they destroyed... I thought they were going to destroy the... I thought... No. Or... Wait, no. Or is Yavin... Is it the Yavin system and the Yavin 4 was a planet? No, it's a moon. Okay. They have to... Because the Death Star has to circle a planet to get to it. Okay. It, it has... It's been like... Yeah, about a year and a half since I watched. To, to circle another planet to get to it. Okay, this one's almost a plot hole. That in Empire Strikes Back, 
Luke gets past the blockade at Hoth without a hitch. That's just lazy writing. I'm sorry. That's lazy writing, and honestly, that blockade was a joke. Especially for a single X-Wing, since X-Wings have hyperdrives, mm -hmm. and this was before they had the capability of pulling a ship out of hyperspace. Yeah, he, he just straight up could have jumped as soon as he broke Atmo. And what are they going to do about it? Nothing. The transports needed a little time to get their, their solutions in. That's why they had to escort them past them in the first place. But a small fighter? No. Yep, got my solution all set. Boop. Okay, again, they're, they're calling it a plot hole where it's actually just stupidity. All right. In Cloud City, the Millennium's, Millennium Falcon's hyperdrive is disabled, but that doesn't prevent them from escaping, so why not just damage the engines beyond repair? That is Imperial stupidity, not... Yeah. Not a plot hole. Why is the hyperdrive offline? Why aren't the engines offline? I, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's just stupidity. That's not... Alright. This one. This one is so great, I need to read the entire entry for you. Okay. Number 14. Jabba the Hutt has a droid torture chamber in his palace. This would imply droids feel pain like humans and is demonstrably ridiculous. Except we know that droids can feel pain. We do, we do know that droids experience pain. We know that droids experience fear. We see this in the Clone Wars. 3PO got blown up. He was not happy about it. Did you think he was unhappy about it because he was taken apart? No, he was unhappy about it because getting blown up fucking hurts. And we actually do in another property, I don't remember which one off the top, see a droid getting tortured. Yeah, they have pain. Why does Jabba have a droid torture chamber? Because Jabba's an asshole. And droids can be tortured. All right, you know what? I'm going to regret this. Give us one more. Just one? Just one. Give, give, give us one more. Well, if, we, if we're only getting one more, I need to find a good one. Yeah, find, find us a good one. Or a bad one, as the case may be. So basically, this episode pretty much wound up to us taking the piss out of this list, which I guess, I mean, we did address the original question that was posed, so I guess it's okay. So the, the problem is, there aren't as many plot holes and continuity errors as everybody thinks there are. I mean, shit, the version I watched, they even went back and dubbed over Boba Fett. And so here's the fun thing. Not a single one on this list. Not a single one of the plot holes on this list out of 25 is actually a plot hole. There's some really terrible writing and some things that are definite epic stupidity on the part of whoever is involved. But there are no plot holes. Ooh, ooh, let's go with this one. I, right. I think this one's going to be fun for us. Yeah, this is going to be in relation to Return of the Jedi. Oh, boy. Now, as you know, with 
with the plans for Death Star 2, which, of course, many Bothans died to get. Have we even seen a Bothan? Do we even know what a Bothan looks like outside of the Legends canon? I think we may see Bothans in passing at least the animated series. But, anyways. Mm-hmm. We, we fi- come to find out, of course, that the plans for Death Star 2 were actually provided mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. Palpatine as a trap. Because he's an idiot. Yeah, so they're saying it's a plot hole that he gave them the accurate plans. It's not a plot hole, he's just stupid. Or he was planning for Death Star 2 to fail. Yeah, that either he... There are only two outcome possible solutions to this. Either he's an idiot, or he wanted the Death Star 2 blown up. Which, fun little tri- tidbit here. If you've ever read the Aftermath trilogy by Chuck... I don't know if it's Wendig or Vendig. Anyways, it's a Star Wars trilogy of novels that is in Disney canon and takes place between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. And it actually goes into a certain amount of detail on Palpatine's plan for the fall of the Empire. That he actually had plans in place about the fall and the eventual First Order. That man had plans within plans within plans within plans, and I'm not personally convinced that we've seen the last of him. Unfortunately, the majority of his plans were dumb as fuck. Well, yeah, because the Sith are idiots. Mm-hmm. So, we just needed to address some of those, and I hope that you guys enjoyed this and had a happy May the 4th. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Actually, one more. Just one more. Ah, oh, come on. No, this one's a really short one. Just because it's hilarious. <clears throat> the Ewoks have a dress exactly in Leia's size and give it to her immediately. That dress wasn't terribly complicated. They probably made it for her. And, and, and also, also, that's not even a plot hole. Even if they did just happen to have a snazzy fucking ball gown hanging around. That's lazy writing. The dress has nothing to do with the plot, so it's not a plot hole. You fucking idiots! So, hope you all had a happy May the 4th. (laughs) And that's all I got. What about you? Hey, Kaiju, do you have anything to add? Do you have anything to add? She's like, you haven't fed me yet. Why haven't you fed me yet, you asshole? It's because we fed you earlier, and you're going to get fed again soon. Yeah. I think all I have to add is, may the force be with you. And also with you. So that's it for this week. If you like what we do, please give us a like, follow, rating, and all of that other random nonsense on your favorite podcatcher. You can also support us on Patreon for special bonus content and episodes a week early, or tip us on Ko-fi. You can find those and our social media platforms and Discord server in the show notes. Also, be sure to check out our friends over at Anime Talk. Uh, I believe that's... Oh man, I actually totally forgot the host's name. But he's a cool guy, and 
he apparently knows his shit about anime. Remember, kids, we're professional. Professional idiots. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Matt St. Jack. Whether you're an avid anime fan, a wee tadpole still finding your way, or anywhere in between, I'll be providing my opinions and insights on anime old and new. Think Yelp with help from friends and producers from other shows weighing in. I know you can't wait to hear, and I can't wait to tell, so let's get to it. This is Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk. Let's go. certainly not least we want to give a quick shout out to our supporters on patreon kofi and especially these idiots random warrior and rain 